the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Finally, someone listens to me. <laughs> I'm not going to really go all that crazy. But do you know what I, I really miss? I miss the ability to slam my phone. Remember when you used to get mad, you'd like slam the, the, the phone down, and the other person on the other end of the line would be like, whoa, they're really mad at me. But now you can't do that because you have a $400 smartphone that if you slam, you break. <laughs> you break it, you bought it, you know? So I missed that. I missed the, the heft. I missed the, the bigness of old old phones. And every now and then you'll watch a, an old episode of uh, X-Files. And uh, you'll see Smolder with a big old, just a huge butt cell phone. Big old thing the size of a shoe that he's actually holding up. So I miss slamming phones. And uh, I missed the, the, the bigness. There's a website called UncommonGoods.com. UncommonGoods.com. And they're selling a, a retro phone handset. Now, again, it looks like an old-fashioned phone, but it's a cell phone. It's harder to use. Uh, uh, it, it's called a Novo phone. It's not teeny tiny. It's huge. It's like the size of a brick. It's circa a 1980 corded handset, but it's a mobile phone. I think it's a little bit gimmicky, and it's kind of fun. Of course I'm not going to get it, because now that someone does it, I don't want it. That's how men work. We pursue, we hunt. And then once we get it, we don't want it anymore. That's how we approach women a lot of times. That's how we approach gadgets. So now that someone's finally made this handset, I don't want it. I don't want it. But there is a a cool tech device that I do want. And if I had more time, I was going to talk to Kim Commando about this. It's called the Chumby One. And you can go to Chumby.com, Chumby.com. And it's 99 bucks. But what's cool about it is it's a little device. It's got 1,500 widgets on it. It streams internet radio. shows sports scores. It shows headlines, stock quotes podcasts, weather. It's a pretty cool little thing. Um, it's back-ordered. It's one of those must-buy Christmas gifts this year. It's $99, but if you go to chumby, C-H-U-M-B-Y.com, I promise you, it's going to be the coolest gift of the year. So if you need a cool gift idea, Rob Black just solved your cool gift ideas. Now, again, you have to have a wireless connection, but basically it's a little gadget that does little things, and it kind of hides you know, it's not this big, bulky thing. It's tiny. So, anyway, um, I highly, act, I highly, highly push and say, consider it. Chumby.com, chumby.com. And again, I'm spending your $99 during a recession. That ain't cool. I'm so sorry. Let's do a couple emails, shall we? A couple emails? A couple <laughs> 
you got a message. Jamail! Jamail is here! Ooh! What the hell is email? What's this? A letter for me. You got mail, baby, yeah. First one comes to us from Julie. She goes, would you sell Apple or IBM if you had an unrealized gain of 30%? Depends on you, Julie. I don't know you. Did you buy it for an investment? Did you buy it for a trade? If you bought it for a trade, congratulations. You just made 30 to 40%. Now you're going to pay 15% short-term capital gains tax. But that's not the worst thing in the world. Something the Obama administration will probably kick up in the next couple of years is one of those taxes that people feel comfortable kicking up. Bush kicked it down as a way to help the stock market recover. So that's a good question. Now, I think Apple goes higher over the next couple of years, if it were me. I don't know in the short term, but I think they've got something up their sleeve called the iPhone. You might have heard of it. No. And right now they only use it on the stinky, no good butt network of AT&T. When they open that puppy up to Verizon... Good night. Good night. I think it's going to do incredibly well. It's a $200 stock. I recently sold some Apple. I feel comfortable with that. I had over 100% gain on it. I've owned Apple for many years. I still own some Apple in my family. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. That's very well said. Now, I think it's a $250 stock sometime in the next 12 to 18 months. That means a lot of the upside is gone. A lot of the easy upside is gone. But I think there's tremendous room for growth. They only got 4% of the PC market and 2% of the phone market. That's it. They, I think, evolve market opportunities better than anyone else in the industry. They've got the emergence of the ultra-portable PC with the tablet sometime next year. They got an enterprise market where they should see greater success selling critical products to the small business home, small business and the home office market segment. So they only got 4% of the personal computer market. I certainly think they can go to 10% in the world. They only got 2% of the, the phone market. I certainly think they can go to 10 to 30% easily. And you know what's the best thing about Apple is that they charge a premium price. They make about 350 bucks on every computer that they sell. That's three times the industry average. It's two to three times the industry average. So max sales are projected to grow 26% next year. Are you freaking fracking kidding me? That's amazing. That's a miracle. That's like the stock gods opening up the clouds and going, you're doing well, young man. Keep it up. Keep it up. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Now, I think it's the single best stock people could own in the PC market. Again, do I think it's expensive? Yes. Do I think my mother should own it? No. Steve Jobs gets cancer and dies? You're out of luck. His old liver doesn't take a, it takes a beating and it, it fails on him? You're out of luck. But I think it's the single best idea, and I, I just gave you many, many, many reasons why. So 26% max sales growth next year is projected. This year they got 16%. That ain't too shabby. And that would give them a lot more of the market share if they can continue on that direction. Now, again, I got Windows 7, and it's nice. It's a lot of things that Windows Vista should have been. I'm a Windows guy. I admit it. I'm a boxers. I'm not a briefs guy. 
I know who I am. I hope you know who I am. Let's get to, oh, and by the way, iPhone apps, 300,000. It's going to triple to 300,000, and it's all about the app. It's not about the phone. Another email came in, 800-345-5639. If you want to pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-345-5639. This one comes to me from, um, I don't know his name. He goes, love your show. I'd hate to see you lose it for a lack of a mission statement or call, so I thought I'd help you with a mission statement. My boss is here at Clear Channel. have been pounding me to come up with a mission statement, and I find it to be ridiculous. Um, but, hey, got to do it, right? So, he goes, love your show. I'd hate to see you lose the show because of mission statement or calls. Um, Rob Black is dedicated to enriching the lives of people he touches via the Rob Black Show. Rob Black strives for excellence. Rob Black Show is committed to providing the oral, i.e. ear, equivalent of watching an inebriated tightrope walker. I don't know if Clear Channel's going to like that. Rob Black understands his audience. The Rob Black Show will consistently alienate its listeners by ridiculing their age, religion, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, and or their place of residence or origin. For the record, I'll do all that except for religion. Rob Black is committed to being informative and entertaining. Rob Black Show will prove thoughtful analysis of the current financial and economic issues covering topics such as REITs all the way to Dirty Sanchez's. I love that. I mentioned Dirty Sanchez yesterday, and the best part about this email is coming up. Because my daughter, Tanya, and I are fans. Thanks for making me laugh out loud regularly. Keep up the great work. He's listening to a show that brings up Dirty Sanchez's. 69 is my favorite number. I mean, and he's got a daughter? What kind of dad are you? Just remember when she's out at prom, she's got her dress up. No, no, I'm not going to go there. Just remember prom's not going to be your best night, sir. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the area. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Julie in Kensington. Julie? Hey, Rob. You make me laugh out loud, too, when you said banks were like cockroaches the other day. Did I say that? Yeah, on TV. That's funny. I don't even remember saying that. Something about how they can... Withstand anything. Yeah, they the, the the banks that are out there now, and I, I think I even went as far as to say I like Goldman Sachs, I like Bank of America, I like Wells Fargo. I might like Citigroup because they went through this nuclear winter called the credit crisis of 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, you make me laugh, but uh, I have a question about Windstream, uh, just your opinion on it, and also that what does it mean, if anything, it, when a stock changes exchanges from the they're going from the New York to the NASDAQ, apparently. Okay. Probably means uh, the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange, is the cream of the crop, Julie. Mm. They're the best stock exchange in the world. It's like playing in the NFL versus playing in college. It's just a different league, so to speak. Um, the NASDAQ, I'm not saying that they're they're not Canadian Football League, but they're not quite top-of-the-notch NYSE quality. The NYSE has has exclusivity. They will say things along the lines of, uh, Julie, if you want to become publicly traded here, you need to show me 10 years of finances. Whereas the NASDAQ may say three years. Whereas the NYSE may say, we want to see um, that you've got a board of directors of 10 people who've got you know successful careers in business. Whereas the NASDAQ may say five people. So, so they might be, be being made to move or leave? Maybe. I don't know in this particular case. So I'm almost going to have to say, I don't know. Uh, because I think that's the, the smartest way to go. But let's talk a little bit about Windstream. Yeah, uh, I was noticing their dividend, and you know maybe that's just means it's so high, maybe stay away. That's typically what I tend to think when I see a dividend that high. It's at 9.9%. Anything over 6% to me, probably saying risk. 
Right. And they've made some acquisitions lately, so they have debt. But uh, otherwise, what do you think? Yeah, let me, let me take a look. Uh, Windstream, do you own it yet, or are you looking at it? No, I don't own it. Okay. What they do is they do tangible connections. They're interesting company. They, they help with fiber optics and copper wire. They provide local and long-distance telephone companies service, um, broadband data transmission and Internet access to about 3 million residential and business customers in 16 states. They offer satellite television. So I think a lot of people probably think they're going to get acquired. I think that's probably mm. the story here. They've done some own, some acquiring of their own recently. Yeah, yeah. And, again, the whole telephony business is, is consolidating. Telephony. I know. It's kind of a weird. That's what it is, though. Hmm. So I didn't make that word up. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to laugh at me. I hate it when women laugh at me. Uh, my, my frail ego. With uh, you. Come on. Okay, okay. So revenues for the company has gone from $2.6 billion to $3.1 billion in the last three years, which is pretty good. They had a little bit of a sideways in the last two years, but three years looks pretty good. The cost of business is pretty static. Uh, gross margins are at 63%, which is a wonderful number. Hmm. Um, operating income, good. Um, diluted earnings per share, not good. So they're, they're issuing a lot of shares. They're growing the shareholder base. Mm-hmm. Um, Generally not a good sign. It basically means that they're paying some of that dividend out of shares, not out of profits. Um, cash has dwindled from $386 million to $72 million to $296 million. So it's been a kind of a weird roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And again, that's one of the reasons they issued shares. Um, I like weird roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to... Oh, I'm going to say that this is a tough one to analyze. Okay. Um, net investing cash flow is negative two hundred thirty-three million. Net financing cash flow negative six hundred twenty-two million. Um, they seem to do a lot. I mean, they, they they do good with their dividend, but it's a little bit of financial engineering because it's not truly coming out of their their, their bottom line. Right, right. Um, you're right that the company it's not rated. No analyst really covers it. Covers it. It it has an arbitrage play because of acquisitions. Um, recent earnings of 24 cents a share, which was better than expected. They've acquired a company called Nuvox. They've uh, worked with Iowa Telecom. They've obtained consent to amend and restate existing senior credit. Uh, so they got a lot of debt, as you know. Uh, restructuring their workforce, creating a charge of $15 million. Um, they offered a private offering of $400 million at 7.8%. So they're paying you 9%, but they're paying someone else 7.8% to borrow that money. Uh, you kind of see what they're doing there. But maybe they're committed to keeping their <laughs> dividend if they're going to those, you know, other links to pay it, not out of profits. Right. And let me, um, I would compare them, Julie, to a company called Frontier, ticker symbol FTR, mm-hmm. and maybe to Quest Communications, ticker symbol Q, and maybe to Century Telephone, CTL. Um, I think Century Telephone has the best investment grade rating out of the four. And they've got some synergies. What's the on Century? Century Tell is CTL, CTL, okay. and they too have a nice dividend, but they've got a better credit rating. So okay. And okay. by the way, these those are the top five dividend payers in the S and P five hundred. Oh. Regional telephone companies. Wow. So interesting to say the least. And again, AT and T and Verizon, they're at six six and a half percent. So nothing to sneeze at, Julie. So. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call, Julie. Thank you. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. I want to talk a little bit about. I want to come back to this. Oh my God! What a heartbreaking story. Yesterday in San Jose, a widow, 
a lady who's lost her husband. She's 67 years old. She goes into the AT&T store, and someone took her dog. How low is low? If they find this guy, death penalty. You elect me mayor or governor, I would put that guy, I would euthanize him instantly. Stealing a woman's dog. Six-pound Maltese mix. Now, again, I don't like Malteses. They're little yappy dogs. I'm not a big fan of yappy dogs. But to steal a woman's dog is just wrong. With that said, let's talk about, um, it's referred to as an investor manifesto. And from times to times, I, I totally digress. And you're listening to 910 AM, Oakland, San Francisco, more stimulating talk. At times, I totally digress and I, I get silly. And I totally forget where I'm supposed to be going. Um, some people would probably call it ADD. I don't think it's ADD. I just think it's train of thought. I, I wasn't classically trained to do radio. I'm glad for that. I don't have the classic radio voice. I've got some great tapes from the first time I was ever on radio 15 years ago. And I'm talking like this. I sound like Mickey Mouse. It's, it's that kind of bad. 15 years later with some whiskey and some cigars, I've destroyed the voice and I got a better radio voice. Anyway, um, as an investor, which is my primary bread and butter, it's what I always come back to is that I love the stock market. I love the stock market more than I love the bond market. I love the bond market more than I love the real estate market from an investment standpoint. I warned you all that real estate was going to be problematic, but people didn't listen. They continued to get into trouble. So as an investor, you always got to remind yourself, I'm an investor. And as an investor, you got to say things, I don't trade my assets frequently. That's speculation. That's not investing. You also are a saver. You fuel your investments by continuing to save and creating current income. I know that every kind of asset entails risks. Cash contains risks. Cash has been devalued and has been eroded by inflation. So just because you put money in cash doesn't make you smart. It makes you stupid. I know that higher returns equal higher risk in every asset. I accept those risks. I mitigate them by owning a diversity of assets. I regard my home as a place to live, not as an investment. I have a plan. I know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and where I'm going. I invest regular amounts every month. Every month into my 401k as well as my other investments. I don't pour money into hot markets. I don't really care about the hot, sexy markets. I like the consistent, slow, steady growers. I spread my investments amongst several asset classes to, to tame and to tailor my risk tolerance. I rebalance my portfolio every four, three, six, nine, twelve months. When I have something that does terribly well, I take some off the table. When I have something that does terribly poorly, I invest more in it. I force myself to sell high and buy low. I know that stocks are risky in the short run. I know that. So I don't get emotional. I don't get greedy. I don't get fearful. I know that stocks are not risky at all in the long run. They've outperformed every other asset class over periods of 15 years or longer. Real estate included. Foreign stocks account for 30% of my portfolio because man cannot live alone in the United States. 70% of the world's financial transactions happen out to the United States. I never borrow against my stocks. I don't do margin. Margin's the devil. Margin's evil. I stick with my game plan. I invest every two weeks. I keep my cool. I don't get greedy. I don't get fearful. Then again, I remind myself of that list each and every day because it's easy to do. Let's get a Nick in Mountain View. Nick, how are you? Looks like we lost Nick. But he was there. 
And he, his comment was, I own a Maltese. I'm manly. Nick, you're not manly. You got a yappy girl dog. You got something that fits inside the side of your purse. And yes, Nick, you do have a purse. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I got to watch the lines that I walk because I could have gone different. You know, when I referred to him as a woman, I could have gone body parts. But now nah, I went purse because I got to please the producer and she's a woman and she shakes her head anytime I do anything wrong. Ew. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Google. Great Google to Moogla. Google's changing the world. They really are. It, it's slowly. They're, company, you know what their tagline is? Do no evil. A lot of people don't know that. They think of companies like Microsoft as evil. In our lifetime, we've referred to Microsoft. When I used to do a show nationwide, every time i talk about Microsoft, the radio producer, Andrew, he'd start playing the evil empire from Star Wars. He was a good producer. He was always adding elements to the show, as a good producer does. So I talk Microsoft and do no evil, evil empire. Anyway, Financial Times reports that Google... Oh, and by the way, I love the Financial Times. Financial Times, Business Week, uh, Fortune Forbes, Kiplinger, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, LA Times, Chicago Sun. All great resources. And then you can get into like the weird resources like Wired Magazine. Wired Magazine, they find some cutting edge technology that if it becomes standard, it becomes a huge investment. I made 400% gains back in the 1990s on DSL technology because there was a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny, teeny little blurb in Wired Magazine. And for the record, if you know any graphic designers, Wired Magazine is like the halls of Valhalla. It's like... You could do no wrong. It's so slickly designed. And I, I, I appreciate slick design. Anyway, Google, Financial Times does a little thing on British estate agents. What's happening here? They're going to launch an online property portal, real estate agents, and experts say it could pose a serious threat to existing property websites and local newspapers. Craigslist has basically put newspapers very, very profitable um, ads out of business. Do you remember there was a time when you would sell something? I want to sell a TV, so you'd take out an ad in the newspaper. That's kind of crazy, right? So anyway, the U.S. Internet Search Company launched a property portal in Australia last August through which state agents list properties for free, showing both pictures taken from the Street View service and details on a map. Now, state agents and property websites expect Google to launch a similar portal in the U.K. in early 2010, attracting substantial advertising revenue. There's a guy named Ed Mead. Who's Ed Mead? He's the commercial director at Douglas and Gordon, the estate agency. And it had spoken to Google about their plans. Quote, it looks very simple. If it stays free, then Google has a massive winner on its hand. And it'll get back uh, backing from the estate agents and currently paying for rival services. You know, people are going to use it. The interesting thing will be to see how, if, how and if they charge for content. That is where the battle between the portals might begin. So Google, real estate agent listing company? Bet you didn't think that. Well, they are in Australia and they will be in the UK. Hmm. You think they'll bring that puppy to the United States? I bet you they will. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Google sees the whole world as information. It's a unique perspective. Coming up, I got Evan Lowe. Who's Evan Lowe? Mayor of Campbell. What's interesting about him? 
He's 27. He's Asian. He's gay. But more importantly, he's 27. And he's a mayor of a major city in the Bay Area. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.